Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. And now, and now, prepare yourself for the only talk radio show you'll want to turn up. Crank this thing. Sirius XM Pandora presents the place where your hard rock and metal voice can still be heard. You got your ass, baby. Unfiltered, uncensored, say whatever you want. Hit the record button. Anything can happen, you know. I know that ain't nobody out there came to be mellow tonight, now did you? I say, I say there ain't nobody. I say there ain't nobody not out there that even wants to be a little bit mellow now, is there? Anybody wants to get mellow, you can turn around and get the fuck out of here, all right? This is the Trunk Nation Podcast, Podcast. with host A. Trunk. Hey folks, Eddie Trunk here. Time for another episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast. It's new. Every Thursday, anywhere you get your podcast, thank you for listening. Wherever you do it, however you do it, it is greatly appreciated. Got two great interviews for you this week. As I tell you each and every week, what you hear on this podcast originated on my radio show, Trunk Nation, which is heard Monday through Friday live on Sirius XM Channel 106, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern. Nightly replays, 10 to midnight Eastern. Anything you want, anytime you want on the Sirius XM app. If you live in the U.S. or Canada, and you only listen to this podcast, you're only getting a tiny fraction of what I do on a daily basis on the radio show. Just a little sample. Please come on board and join me each and every day for the radio show. Hope you certainly do. Everybody else, thank you for tuning in. Wherever you are in the world, glad I could share some of my radio content with you. If you are outside of the U.S. or Canada and not a SiriusXM subscriber, well, of course, if you're outside the U.S. or Canada, you can't be a subscriber because it's only for the U.S. and Canada. So it kind of makes sense that uh, you'd be listening to the podcast. Thank you for doing so. Hope everybody's having a great week. We got two interviews for you this week. Excited to bring you first, Rudy Sarzo, who called into my show a couple weeks ago. Of course, by now you've heard the news that Rudy is returning to Quiet Riot. And we'll be resuming playing bass with them for the first time in like 18 years, starting in 2022. And as Rudy pretty much alludes to in the interview you're about to hear, Quiet Riot were, you know, with the death of Frankie Benali, were basically playing without any of the members that were so identifiable from their biggest period, which was the metal health record. Chuck Wright came into the band after that and actually plays on some of Metal Health, but it really is Frankie Benali, Kevin Dubrow, Carlos Cavazzo, Rudy Sarzo that people most associate with the biggest, by far, Quiet Riot record. And obviously with Frankie gone and Kevin gone, the idea to bring Rudy back into the fold is something that Regina Benali, who runs the Quiet Riot organization now, Frankie's widow, 
wanted to do. And according to Rudy in the interview you're about to hear, it's something that Frankie wanted to happen and was one of his wishes as he was getting ready to pass away. Quite quite uh, intense to hear this. And Rudy is just a great guy. He's played with a ton of bands over the decades, but just really a wonderful person. He's been a friend. I've known him for many, many decades now. And if you've seen my social media, I posted a photo of me and him. It was one of the first interviews I ever did. I was like 18 years old. And uh, if you go to my Instagram or Twitter, just simply at Eddie Trunk, I put that up a couple weeks ago. But it was great to visit with him. We look forward to seeing what he brings into Quiet Riot for this next phase with this band. And it should be interesting to watch and see. The band will continue to be the other members, uh, being Alex Grossi on guitar and on vocals, Jizzy Pearl, and on drums, Johnny Kelly. Frankie also talks about in the interview that they absolutely will want to do new music at some point as well. So we'll see how that all goes. Rudy Sarzo, this was an exclusive at the time that this happened live on the radio a couple weeks ago. This was him breaking the news to the world exclusively on the radio show. Obviously, this was a couple weeks ago, so it's been out there now for a while. But at the time this happened live, it was exclusive news that nobody had heard up till this moment. Interview number two in the show today is Tommy Skio. Tommy is the former guitarist of Tesla. One of my favorite bands, Tesla, is four-fifths the original lineup. The only member in the band currently that is not original is Tommy Skio. Tommy has had well-documented issues with substances in his career, and unfortunately, that cost him his gig in Tesla. But fortunately, Tommy has turned a corner and gotten healthy and is doing way better by every account. And he now has a new band called Resist and Bite that released a new song recently called Fate and has been out playing some shows. They made a live debut in Nashville not too long ago, like a week or so ago. So I've always loved Tommy, always rooting for him. I am very happy that he seemingly has turned his life around and has made some really good new sounding music. Look it up online. There's a video as well. Resist and Bite is the name of the band. So we'll hear from Tommy and get an update from him on how he's doing and his new band in the second interview on this week's podcast. Remember, follow me on social media at Eddie Trunk, especially Twitter and Instagram, where I'm most active at Eddie Trunk is the fan page on Facebook. EddieTrunk.com is the official website. You can also find me on Cameo. If you're interested in a personalized video, just search my name at Cameo.com. So let's get to it. Uh, coming up first, Rudy Sarzo, followed by Tommy Skio on this week's Eddie Trunk Podcast. How are you, my friend? I'm blessed, Eddie. How you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing well. I'm very excited for uh, this news that you are about to share with the, with the world right now. And I guess we should just get right to it, and then we'll talk about it. So, Rudy, what is the big announcement? Tell the world what's going on. Well, I am... Returning home, going home to Choir Riot and beginning at 2022, next year. And you, uh, it's, uh, yes, sir. No, I was just going to say, so, so you are rejoining the band that I think outside of your time with Ozzy, the world knows you best from, Quiet Riot. Yeah. And, uh, you know, next year marks 50 years of my journey 
with Quiet Riot because that's when I met and I started playing with Frankie Benelli, you know, another founding member of the Metal Health version of Quiet Riot. And, uh, you know, I, to me, that was a turning point of my whole life as a musician because, as you know, you know, I grew up in Miami playing basically in the Cuban Latin circuit music. You know, we're playing top 40 and so on. But it wasn't until I met Frankie on my birthday after watching his band, Ginger, opening up for Bowie. And I have no idea. I didn't know that they were a local band. I've never seen Frankie or met him before. And I was just blown away by Frankie, actually, mostly. And uh, so the next day, I'm at this place called The Flying Machine, which was like the local hangout in Fort Lauderdale. And uh, somebody says, hey, that's, that's one of the guys from, from the band that opened out for Bowie last night, Ginger. And I, I, I just, I had to. I had to go over to Frankie. I thought he was the bass player because I, I, I was in the cheap seats all the way in the back. So I go over to Frankie and I say, man, you know, my name is Rudy. And I saw you guys last night and you guys were amazing. And especially the drummer. He's great. I love him. And he goes, uh, hi, I'm Frankie. I'm the drummer. And he shook my hand, and we began a uh, next year marks 50 years of playing together and our friendship, and and uh, you know it's it's been an incredible journey. So it's that's just the beginning of the journey towards Choir Riot. I basically did the same thing with Kevin Dubrow when I first saw Choir Riot with Randy, uh, Drew Forsythe, and Kelly playing at the Starwood. I walk in, watch the guys, and I would go, wow, these guys are putting on an arena show here in this club, the Starwood. So, you know, after their show, Kevin was walking around. I bump into him, and I say, hi, I'm Rudy. And uh, I just watch you guys, and you guys are phenomenal. You know what? Keep doing what you're doing. You guys are going to get there. <laughs> and so about a year or so later, I get a call from Kevin, and I was just getting ready to return to Los Angeles from uh, from New Jersey. I was playing with my brother out there, you know, top 40, and, you know, making some money to go back to L.A. and give it another shot, and I get the call from Kevin. And I say, hey, wait a minute, I'll be there next week. So I went in on an audition, and, and I got the gig. So... <laughs> You know, it's amazing so it's, to uh, me because I, I didn't realize, Rudy, that your history with Frankie went back to essentially you're saying like 1972 is when this happened. No, exactly 1972, November 18th, 1972, and we started playing together immediately. I mean, Frankie had what I was looking for. I had no path to where I wanted to be, which is, you know, to achieve what we all achieve, you know. Living in Miami, being in that, in you know, within the uh, the Latin music culture, and I wanted to be a rocker in a in a you know in a rock band, you know, and there was I there was no path, and I I met Frankie, and he was my mentor. He was already on his way there, you know. His band had been opening up for all of the uh, uh, recording touring bands that were coming down to South Florida, so he was really his consciousness was plugged into that. And that's what I needed to do. I needed to really not only not only be mentor, you know, as how to become a rhythm section, but also to plug it into be aware that there's a consciousness, there's a way of thinking, there's a way of uh, of behaving and planning your your path that in order to get all the way to the top, 
but but and and uh, and Frankie was who actually turned me on to that. Rudy, let me ask you this: How did this come about? So we know that obviously we tragically lost Frankie not long ago, and we miss him, and we celebrate him, and we re- remember him whenever we can, of course. And we know that he steered that quiet riot ship after Kevin passed for many many years. Uh, the band has been performing with a, a lineup with Jizzy Pearl. Johnny Kelly on drums, Alex Grassi on guitar, and uh, Chuck Wright has, has been playing bass there for a long time. How did this first get on your radar? How did this come to be that you are rejoining the band? I know that Chuck is going to play the shows for the rest of this year, and then you come in starting next year. Talk about how this all went down. Well, you know, I can I can tell you things based on what Regina real uh frankie's wife and and manager of the band related to me because you have to remember we just been through covid and i once after after frankie uh told me in 2019 that he had pancreatic cancer and then you know he started his his fight and it was a daily fight i mean there he would be taking multiple uh treatments to fight it and he will be touring and so it was really an exhausting thing so we we didn't start hanging out you know we stopped kind of like hanging out as much because of obviously he was too tired and so we would text each other a lot every day stay in touch and what happened was this this the announcement was to me. He let me know in 2019, April of 2019. COVID happened in 2020. That really made it impossible for me to actually be in his presence, you know. And it wasn't until a couple of days before he passed away that I was able to go to his house. Regina requested it, and I spent time with him. And then the following day, uh, when he was taken to the hospital, Regina made it possible for me to be with Frankie for his last hours. And uh, so after he passed away, after Frankie passed away, uh, I went over to Regina's house and, and we talked and she expressed to me that Frankie wanted me to come back to the band, you know, that he wanted to have a founding member there in the band, you know. And uh, so we talked about that. And to be honest with you, it was, I, I, it, it was a very, I was already traumatized by Frankie's passing. So it was a decision that I had to take a lot of time to think about it. Let's let the, uh, let the uh, the morning period, you know, I had to do that, and so it, the time came when when I was ready to accept, you know, the uh, the reality that it's our responsibility of us left behind to carry on with the legacy and celebrate it, you know. So that's when I decided. I said, okay, it's 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 time for me to come home. Did you did you and Frankie ever have what's interesting when I look at the mental health 
lineup of of Quiet Riot, which let, let's be honest, I mean that's the record that, and those are the videos that that are by far the most uh, known in the band's history. When when I look at that lineup, you know you've got yourself, you've got Carlos, you've got Kevin, and you've got Frankie, and now sadly Kevin and Frankie are both gone. But the thing I always wondered about Rudy is like, and even when you watch the Quiet Riot documentary, you were always in good standing with Frankie. I, I think, and you could correct me if I'm wrong on this. I'm not exactly sure where he he was at or where he's in, in his final days was at with Carlos. But you always, you know, you were in the doc. You would always, you know, had a great love for Frankie, even in the time that you weren't in the band. So my question is, had you talked with him and had he approached you? over the the years that he was basically steering the quiet riot ship about ever returning during that time? Had he ever reached out to you? Had uh, he ever had dialogue about it? No, but we had dialogue about many other things. You know, the fact is that during that time, we I always supported quiet riot. I always supported what, what Frankie was doing. And Frankie supported what I was doing with other bands. I mean, in that period, let's say the last time I played with Quiet Riot was in 2003 when the band broke up. I didn't leave. Nobody left. We just broke up, you know, that, that version of the band, which was the reunited, you know, founding members. And uh, so after that, I, I, I joined Dio. And Frankie was super happy for me, you know, playing in Dio. And for a lot of that time, Frankie, uh, Quiet Riot with Frankie and Kevin did not exist. You know, it wasn't in, until like maybe 2004, 2005 that, uh, that that came about again of them getting getting together. You know, so Frankie was super supportive of that. And uh, so, no, I mean, you know, and then, you know, I was playing with Blue It's a Cold. So, you know, so I, I think deep down inside he thought, well, you know, he's, he's probably, you know, he's, he's happy doing what he's doing, you know. And I don't think I think that was pretty much his approach. Yeah, I mean, remember, you know, dur during, you know, uh, one thing that I want to reiterate during that period, uh, especially after Kevin passed away, it was very tough for for Frankie to carry on with Quiet Riot. Uh, I think what really created an awareness of the legacy of the band was was when Regina made the documentary. You know, so I think that for for that period, Frankie did not want me to share share the struggle that he was going through. Yeah, well, that's a great point. The documentary for people who have seen it, uh, and it's been out for a while now, so hopefully people did. That that documentary is all about that exact struggle of Frankie trying to decide whether he should continue the band and whether it was right to continue the band. It's 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 very transparent in that way. It's 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 very well done in that way. And and for those that are just tuning in, Rudy Sarzo has just made the announcement here on the show that he is returning to Quiet Riot for the first time in about eighteen years as the band's bass player. But Rudy, my my point is that you know. Over the years, and I'm sure fans are very, and with all respect to Chuck Wright, who's a fantastic musician and has a lot of history with Quiet Riot also, I think fans are, are going to be ecstatic about this news because you were a very, very big part of the band. And with all respect to the other musicians in it, you have that history. So this is all great. But, you know, to that end, the fans for a long time 
in the last 15 years or so when Frankie started doing the band again, couldn't, I mean, I heard this from fans so many times. It's like, okay, we understand that, 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 uh, Kevin is gone, but Rudy's still out there. Carlos is still out there. You could essentially have three quarters of the metal health lineup out there doing it again. Now, obviously that can happen now that Frankie tragically is gone, but that was always out there with the fans wondering about that and wondering why it just didn't work out. And you're, what you're basically saying is because you were already very busy in a number of different bands, you just never had that conversation with Frankie. And maybe Frankie didn't want you in at that time because he knew it was going to be rough sledding for a while. Yeah, absolutely. And that was at the core of our conversations. When we, when, every time we used to get together for coffee for that, you know, during that period, it was basically me listening to Frankie going through, he went through hell especially finding certain singers. You know, not, not, not only do you have to find a singer that can sing at the range of Kevin DeBrow, but also somebody who's got the same consciousness, which is very, very tough. I mean, we're talking about somebody who can fully understand what it was like to be on the Sunset Strip during the 70s, struggling, struggling along with every other band that made it in the 80s that came from the Sunset Strip. There's a certain consciousness that unless you were there, you have no idea of what it's like. So to you, it's basically you're singing songs. You're singing music. You're not really living them. You know, that's one thing that I can say about Jizzy Pearl. Coming from that era, that, the same city, he knows what it's like. Because he, he went through that with his own band, Love, Hate. So that's definitely a consciousness that he brings into the band. What are you most looking forward to uh, being back in Quiet Riot now, Rudy? When you start playing with these guys, I imagine playing live is going to be a part of it. And obviously that's where every band makes their living these days. But do you hope to make a record with the band again? Oh, absolutely. You know, making new music, you know, um, we have ways to do that nowadays there's um yeah like recently i actually played uh based on a track that was pre-recorded by frankie uh rock in peace and i got to play bass on that so you know that was that was very rewarding actually you know to be able to uh, to play to play with frankie once again because i gotta tell you 50 years ago that's that's where it all started for me playing with Frank ever since in every single band that I've ever been in outside of Quiet Riot with Frankie, I, I bring that consciousness to the way that I play from how, what I learned from playing with Frankie, you know, because he was a teacher. He wasn't just a guy who would like play something and not say why is he playing. He would, he would explain it to me because he wanted me to be part of his rhythm section. You know, he understood that. He understood that for every great drummer, there's a great bass player, especially the era that we grew up in. Every single great bass player spare with a great drummer. You know, from Paul McCartney and Ringo all the way down to John Bottom and John Paul Jones and everybody, you know, <laughs> everybody around that. You know, so it's, uh, it's, you know, so I, to be honest with you, what I'm really looking forward to is celebrating the legacy of Choir Riot. Now, let me, let, let me explain that. What, what does that mean to me? It means to me an era when we first started in the 70s and the 80s that the only thing that really mattered was music. 
That's all we ever talked about. Yeah, you know, we for Frankie, I could have talked about, you know, playing, you know, like uh, like the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, we were Yankee fans. So let's say baseball. Baseball and music. That's it. That's it. We didn't talk about politics. We didn't talk about international affairs or, or, or viruses or anything. It was all about the music. And when people say, you know what, I miss the 80s. You know what they really miss? They really miss bands. Now, all they care about was playing music, nothing else. Nothing else got in the way of playing music. And that's what I really want to get back to, that consciousness of being in Quiet Riot. And, you know, of course, you know, I have my family and I care about it and, you know, certain other things. But as soon as I get up on that stage, as soon as I go on the road and I get together with those guys, it's all about Quiet Riot music. Rudy, how well do you know the other guys in the current version of the band? And have you seen them? Have you worked with them before? Are you you pretty confident you'll gel with them? Again, Alex Grossi's been there forever on guitar. Johnny Kelly obviously came in on drums after Frankie passed. Um, and obviously Jizzy, who you already mentioned, singing now. So so talk a little bit about that, because I'm I'm just being straight with you. I mean, although Alex has been there forever... You are very much, because of your history with the band, you are going to be viewed as, as whether it's the case or not, the, the leader of this thing, because it's kind of like revamping the band. And you're, you're the guy, you're the guy that people saw in those videos that always resonates a lot. So you re, are, two questions, really, how well do you know the other guys from a playing and a personality standpoint? And also... Uh, are are you do do you foresee that happening? Do you realize that fans are going to look at this? And I'm I think I would think it's one of the reasons why it's it's going to be exciting to fans is like you're going to be looked at as the guy with those old roots of Quiet Riot bringing that to the stage again. Well, my job or my mission is to actually celebrate the legacy of the band all the members who have been. I mean, there's so many links to this. You know, you have the, the Randy Rose version of Quiet Riot, right? Yeah. Then mm -hmm. you get the missing link, which is actually Dupereau. <laughs> and, right. And, and the reason why, why Kevin, you know, the, you know, Quiet Riot stopped being Quiet Riot when, when Randy left to join Ozzy. There was no more Quiet Riot shows. Then Quiet Riot became again after we signed to the record label, Pasha, Colombia, right? Epic. And then we started playing in March of 1983. That's when Choir Riot reignited. This is when it began again, the mental health version of the band, right? So in between, you have to grow. And the bulk of the songs that appear on mental health were actually written during that Dubrow period. You know, Let's Get Crazy, Love the Bitch, uh, you know, a whole bunch of songs. So when I got the phone call from Kevin in 1982 to come in and, and record a song called Thunderbird as a tribute to Randy, he actually originally wrote that song when Randy left the band. And then after Randy passed away, he kind of like re reworked the lyrics to make it fit more towards that sentiment of, you know, Randy not, you know, no longer be with us. So I went in. I already knew the song. I played that song in Dubrow. I was in Dubrow right up, right up until I joined Ozzy. I was living with Kevin, you know, in his apartment. And uh, 
So I knew the song and I recorded it and we did it really quickly because, you know, I came up with a bass line originally when we were playing that song live. And uh, so the uh, the producer, Spencer Proffer, and the guy say, well, we got time left. Do you remember any other songs? And I go, yeah. Uh, you know, so they say, how about Slick Black Cadillac? Sure. Let's go over a couple of times, you know, just to refresh. That's a song that Kevin wrote during the Randy Choir Riot era. So here we go. It, uh, we recorded Slick Black Cadillac and a couple of other songs. I believe it was uh, Let's Get Crazy, Love's the Bitch, something like that. So by the time I left, I recorded kind of like my half of my contribution to the record because before I, was, before I did that session, uh, Chuck recorded uh, Metal Health and Don't Want to Let You Go. Those were two songs that Carlos brought in and from Snow, you know, to the band. So, his other band, you know, Carlos's other know. band. Yes, no. Well, that song originally, and I'm going to tell you something here, okay, that you might not be aware of, or the listeners. That song originally was called No More Booze. Metal Health that was? In Snow. Metal Health yeah. was, the name that of the song when, Metal Health was called No More Booze in Carlos's pre-Quiet Riot Band Snow. Correct. Okay. Wow. So this is what happened. Uh, one of the... One of the things that Randy and I used to do when there was an Aussie tour break, we'll fly home to LA and we'll get on the, uh, you know, they pick us up in a limo to take us where we needed to go. So we were asked to go to Kevin's apartment just to hang out with him. Now, remember, uh, almost 40 years ago, I'm talking about 1981. Yeah, 40 years ago, we're in 2021. what, what, you know, we didn't have any sales. We have no tech, no nothing. We couldn't really communicate with each other. So here we're on tour. We're taking a break, and we can't wait to go back to tell Kevin, you know, hang out with him and tell him everything that, that we've been, you know, living, experiencing with Ozzy, right? So we would go to a rainbow, and we'll be there. And on one of the last trips that we did that, uh, Randy and I we were telling Kevin about these headbangers in England. Guys who would like take their heads and bang it against, you know, on the stage as we were playing. So we were, you know, we were like making, you know, making commentary about how, how, how devoted the fans were in England. You know, of course, you know, we, we didn't have the new wave of, uh, of, uh, of heavy metal from England come India. This is 1981, 82. And uh, so, you know. We go on the road, and Kevin, we write no more booze using the imagery of head banging. That's where bang your head came from, you know. Wow, that's amazing. I never knew that. That is incredible. That, 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 is there a version of Metal Health called No More Booze that was released? You know, I've been looking for that on the internet. Uh, I, I don't know. I Carlos know. would know, I would I think. Have no idea. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, that's wild, man. What a story. That's wild. Just uh, sharing with the world now this big exclusive news that Rudy Sarzo is no longer the former bassist in Quiet Riot. Starting in 2022, he will be the current bassist of the band. Chuck Wright will finish out the year as far as playing. And then uh, I'm assuming Chuck will go. Chuck has a really successful Ultimate Jam that he does at the whiskey i've been to it many times and i'm sure he will segue into that whatever else he has planned and rudy sarzo takes over on the four strings and uh 
resuming his position in Quiet Riot starting in the new year. How does this all feel to you, Rudy? Is it exciting? It sounds like you're real excited about it. And it sounds like there's, uh, you know, that you're optimistic about not only what you're going to do new going forward, but as you said, Quiet Riot has a very rich history. Most people know mental health in that era predominantly, but it goes back before that and it goes back after that. I mean, Frankie was making new records right up till the time of his passing. So it's really a lot to kind of digest, isn't it? Yeah, and that's all I've been. I've been. Uh, I am consumed with that, with that thought, because it's uh, not only reconnecting with the legacy of my past within the band, but also connecting with the present. Uh, and you know, fans are a little bit different nowadays than they used to. Uh, you know, than they were thirty years ago, forty years ago. Uh, they have grown. They have certain responsibilities, and and a different, a different. Uh, I would say it's it's the same consciousness, but it's been reshaped by by technology. You know, a lot of people like again going back to the subject of people saying, you know, I wish I could go back to the eighties, and I would, you know, and this is on social media, and I will always like respond, well, we then get off the internet <laughs> if you want right. to go back to the eighties. Right. We have any of that, you know. But then again, it's all a matter of awareness. Yes, you can still have the internet, and I think right now, and this is and this is one thing that Quiet Riot, this is at the core of of the consciousness of Quiet Riot, which is to be inclusive with the audience. The two main anthems of the band are "Come on, feel the noise," which is inclusive of all of us feeling the noise and bang your head, inviting inviting everybody to invite you know to bang your head so right now we can really partake more be more intimate with our fan base thanks to technology that we have with social media especially you know and 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 in streaming the music and and your show your show uh, it keeps the fans informed always in touch with the music that they love you know so it's I got to tell you, there's no better time right now than to have the spirit and the essence and the consciousness of the 80s and share it with everybody. Because now I think we can go global rather than just, you know, uh, be depending on whatever MTV happens to be playing in the United States. Now it's, it's, it's a global consciousness of metal. What, what was your, um, you know, when, when Frankie was very, very ill, and during the last months of, of his life, he did two radio shows. He was on this show twice with me, uh, once on the phone and once in person from L.A. And we all know, I mean, Frankie battled his illness unbelievably bravely and admirably, playing right up till the last second while he still could. It was It was remarkable. It really, really was. But, you know, one of the things that, I, I asked Frankie, and it was a it's a tough question, but I had to ask it, was if he was unable to do it anymore, would he want to would he want Quiet Riot to continue without him? And I remember him oh, saying yeah. to me, I remember him saying to me on the air, he said, you know, I've made that decision and I've shared it with Regina, my wife, and the world will know when the time is right for everybody to know. 
So clearly that decision was to continue the band and for the band to continue as it is. And now the, the, the decision for you to come back into it, which, you know, you had said earlier was something that was something that he expressed. What, what was your, what were your thoughts, Rudy, when he made the decision just to keep the band going after his death? What, what were your thoughts about that? Did you think it's the right call? I mean, I imagine if you saw the documentary, he wrestled so hard with the decision to do it without Kevin that the idea to continue it after he was gone uh, seemed to be something that he had really reconciled and worked on and made the decision for that to happen. Yeah, uh, during the documentary, there's a scene that we're talking about, Frankie and I, and my words to him were, if you do not celebrate the memory of your friend, nobody else will. So I'm basically taking my own, my own advice on that. Yeah, yeah, clearly. Now, Rudy, a few other things for you before I let you go. So you're, you're going to start up with Quiet Riot in, in, the ne- in the next year, in 2022. Many know that you also play with a, and have played with a bunch of different bands, uh, the Guess Who being one recently. I know some people called in, they saw you playing with them. Are you going to continue to, to do other stuff with some of the other bands you also play with, or will you exclusively play in Quiet Riot? Yeah, that is, that is a great question. All your questions are great, but, you know, this one you know, specifically. Uh, well, I, uh, you know, we, we worked it out. So, you know, Regina and I, we had a conversation, and we wanted to make sure that everybody had enough time to, to assess their future, you know, and part of that was my, you know, the future of the guest who without me. So I did not want to put, you know, my guest who family in a bind by walking away from them immediately. So I just, you know, it's one of the situations that I made myself available to the, uh, to the guest who, you know, to fulfill my commitment to the band until the end of the year, uh, you know, that way they're not rushed to find, you know, another basis. So you'll continue to play with them at least through the end of the year and then kind of see how it goes from there, it sounds like. Well, no. No, yes, I'm going to be playing with them. Uh, I'll put it this way. Uh, it, it's it's open because, let's say, at some point, they're, they're going to find somebody that they want to bring in so that's right. my time to bow out, even if it's sometime before the end of the year. But I just wanted to make sure that at least they knew I was, I was going to be available for them until the, until the end of the year. Now, regarding once I officially start with Choir Riot, you know, I'm going to go back exactly to the same frame of mind that I had when I was every time that I played with Choir Riot. It's all about Quiet Riot. And that's it. And we just talked we we just talked about we just talked about this guy a, a few minutes ago and obviously he looms large in this era of the band as well and you just talked about his contributions in writing and that's Carlos. You know Carlos was in Rat for a while. Uh he's not, you know Rat is he's currently not in Rat. I'm not really sure what Carlos is up to. Are you in touch with him and is there any side of you that you think would be fun to have him? And would you welcome him up to play some songs if it was your decision or to be involved in this in some way, seeing that he is the other surviving member from that era? 
You know, that is a really good question. Uh, I, I've bumped into Carlos once in a while, you know, NAMM shows and, you know, places like that. Uh, to be honest with you, I this is a, a decision that was made not too long ago, you know, within, I would say, within the last week, you know. Uh, so I have just been thinking, wrapping, you know, concentrating on becoming, again, you know, being the basis in Quiet Riot. I haven't really thought anything beyond that because there's there's a lot. There's a lot that I need to do that by the time that I hit that stage and I, had to, I got to play with my Quiet Riot brothers, you know, Jizzy and Johnny and, and Alex, that I am, it's almost like picking it, picking it up exactly where I left off 18 years ago. And so that's what I'm really concentrating on right now. Rudy, here's the big question. You're still in tremendous shape. You still look great. You still got the old outfits. You still got the old pants. Are we going to see, see the old stuff come out? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I got all these spandex in boxes. So, yeah, <laughs> little by little, they'll be revealed. <laughs> see, you could still fit in them. So, a lot of guys 30, 40 oh, years yeah, later, yeah. Could you, you could still rock them, man. You'd make that work. Well, that's the point. That's, 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 that's the point of it all. You know, if if I'm going to – you know, nobody wants to see a fat Mick Jagger. Nobody <laughs> does. I don't. You know? You know, so it's like I if, – if that's my philosophy, I should apply to myself. I don't want to see a fat Rudy on stage. My God, no. <laughs> I want to get up there. And listen, you know, to me, I'm in a perpetual, eternal 1983. Yep. That's it. That's where I'm at. I haven't really grown out of that, and I and I know you haven't either. <laughs> no, that's what keeps us young, at least mentally. I mean, when I, I get out of bed in the morning or look in the mirror, and I see my my hairline. I know it's a different story, but <laughs> mentally, I'm still 25, man. <laughs> exactly the same year, same year, exactly. And, and, hey, and what? that's my goal. I mean, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, my goal is to. Get up there on that stage and be it. Not think or believe that I'm it. No, be it. Yeah, I'm going to be that guy once again, and that's it. Hey, one final thing before I let you go, and it's on Randy Rhodes. You know, I did a big interview last week with Max Norman, and we spoke for a couple hours, and we went through all sorts of stuff through his career, and he told some great stories about recording Randy and, and working on the Aussie records that he did with him. The big news for Randy Rhodes fans came down a, a month or two ago when it was announced that he will be getting an honorary induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I imagine that has to make you extremely happy like all the other Randy fans, but being somebody that played in the band with him, uh, that had to be a, a great bit of news when you heard that. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm elated. I am, um, Wow. So well deserved, uh, and I think you and I we had this conversation before. And and if we did, I'm going to probably say the same thing that I said uh, on the radio with you. Uh, you know, Randy was the first of the '80s shredders. And by by what I mean by that was that the last shredder from the '70s that got signed, you know, that was recorded was Eddie Van Halen. And then after that, the music that came afterwards was not really shredder. Uh, intensive, you know, was more new wave from punk. And then Randy just opened the door 
with uh, with Ozzy, with Blizzard of Oz and Dyrus and Mad Men. You know, so to me, it's not only is it signaling, you know, acknowledging where it started. We're opening the door with, with the guy who was the door. He was the path towards shredders of the 80s. But also, I, I think, I think the, uh, the Hall of Fame is going to start accepting, you know, or embracing the bands that contributed, you know, metal bands from the 80s because they, they've mostly been ignored. I mean, there's so many that have been ignored that even bands from the 70s, you know. So I think in due time, everybody will, will get acknowledged. Well, I hope so. I know that, you know, Tom Morello is a good friend and Tom, his biggest guitar influence, his number one guy is Randy Rhodes. And what people don't know is Tom is on the nominating committee for the, for the rock and roll hall of fame, not the vote, you know, voting's one thing, nominating the people who get people on the ballots. Tom is in that room. And I know that Tom, that had, that move had Tom written all over it, knowing how much he loved Randy. So it's great to see it finally acknowledged. It's great for his family. It's great for the fans. And it's great to see for his bandmates like you to see that acknowledgement finally happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, one of the great things about Tom is that, yeah, I've, I've spoken with him about Randy and the influence that he had on him. And the greatest compliment Tom could ever pay Randy is not to be his clone. <laughs> right. Because Randy never wanted that. What Randy wanted was to share musical knowledge. I mean, if if you look at any photo of Randy Rhodes playing live, whether it's with Ozzy or Quiet Riot, it's very clear what he's playing. He's not one of those guys that would like hide his technique. It was almost like he was giving a lesson to the audience. But with, that being said, he also he also you know promoted originality on each individual don't be my clone be yourself find that original element about yourself yeah yeah no doubt well listen my friend i'm so happy for you and welcome back to quiet riot i know the fans will be happy as well and i can't wait to see what you do i mean we already know what you're going to bring to the band as a player and a performer but it'll be It'll be like going down memory lane again, seeing you up there spinning that bass and working that stage again and uh, and sharing that stage with the other guys. And and you don't know when your first show is going to be yet, right? There's not a date for your debut show just yet, is there? As soon as we know, we'll let you know so you can make the announcement. <laughs> All right. You haven't rehearsed or anything with them yet. You haven't played with them yet, right? No, like I said, the, the the decision has has been made, you know, not too long ago. So uh, we haven't gone through that process yet, you know. All right. Well, I'm sure you guys will lock in. You guys are all pros, and I'm sure it'll sound great. I look forward to checking it out. Anything else, Rudy, that you want to mention before I let you go? Anything else you got coming up that you want to plug or mention? No, I just want to thank you for the support you've been giving all, all of us all, all these years. I mean, you're you're the beacon, you're the light <laughs> that keeps us, you know, that all of this, everything that we do and love, you keep us shining bright. Well, I hear that a lot from a lot of people, to be honest, and it means a tremendous amount to me. So thank you for saying it. it re I really, really do appreciate that. Rudy, all the best to you, man. It's always great to talk to you. Once I get back to returning to L.A. and coming out every month for my monthly trips, as soon as that happens, I'll hit you up, maybe come sit in the studio. We could talk for hours and 
share stories for hours. And I can't wait to be able to do that again with you in person. Again, congratulations about returning to Quiet Riot. I appreciate you and Regina uh, sharing it here on this show first and you doing your first interview about it here. It means a lot. And uh, best to you and your family and stay safe, okay? God bless you, Eddie. Always a pleasure. Thank you. God bless you. too, Rudy. Take care, man. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Your teams are buried in manual work, tasks are taking forever to complete, and getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, then you should know these three numbers, 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. Get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. With NetSuite, it's everything you need to grow, all in one place. Get your business back to the greatness where it belongs. Learn more at netsuite.com slash podcast 25. Up next on the podcast, it's Tommy Skeo, former Tesla guitarist, the only original member of the band not in the band. He's got a new group called Resist and Bite. Here he is to tell us all about it. Tommy, how are you, brother? I'm, I'm doing great. How are you, Eddie? Good, man. Good. We've been talking and texting a little bit, obviously, off the air. And I know you're yeah. excited to have this new band, Resist and Bite. And a record, a video, a song, Fate, that came out. Tell us how this thing all came together, man. Well, um, kind of just been working on it over the last couple of years. And like have, we've been talking off and on, and, uh, we, we released the first thing uh, that we put out was Myth I'm Living last year. And I think you had me on there for that. And I appreciate yep. that. And uh, it went, we got really great response. And it was just a demo. We just kind of, we got a call to go on radio. so we thought we'd have something to play and it just kind of took off. So that was great. And then since then the pandemic happened, we thought we were going to go play live and do all kinds of great stuff. But instead we ended up owning uh, more of the songs and making the record. 
And we got another video, and uh, the song Fate is from the record. It's uh, mastered. Um, you know, you can hear the production of the record, everything. It's from the record. And uh, that's where we're at now, and I'm, we're really excited about it, man. We got some shows coming up in uh, July with the Dead Daisies and a headlining show, and also uh, in Nashville, we're doing the Rock and Pod thing. So it's it's cool. Oh man, that's that's awesome. So the record is done, done. Like now, there's a complete record done. There is, and we're excited. It's and if you listen to the Fate, the song Fate, that that represents it pretty good. I mean, the sound of it, the production of it. We had Michael Rosen do it, who did a. Uh, the uh, Into the Now record with Tesla. Yeah. We had him uh, come in, and he just did a great job, and it sounds great. We're really happy with it. Yeah, that's a, well, I recognize that name as soon as you said it because that's a great sounding record, I think. And and didn't he do the uh, live? Yeah. The re, he did the replugged live too, didn't he? Yeah, he's done some work with us before, so it was just it was good to reconnect with him, and we had a really good time. We only had twenty days, but he got us a really good deal on a studio in Nashville. Went in there for 20 days and knocked it out, and uh, it was nice. It was a lot of fun, and it was good to reconnect with him. Yeah. So uh, tell everybody listening, because, of course, everybody knows you, because most of my audience loves Tesla, and they know what a big part of that band y- you were and uh, you know how much uh, the Tesla fans uh, love the band, but maybe they don't know the rest of the guys in your new band, Resist and Bite. And you know what's interesting is I've been doing a lot of stuff with Frank lately, Frank Hannon. He and I did some stuff mm. on the road a month or two ago. And I don't know if you mm-hmm. heard this, but Frank was on, and he gave you a lot of props on the air, and he said that he was really excited about your new band. And he said something about he knew your singer that's in the band. He's like, he's a great singer. He goes, I'm, I'm excited for Tommy. I think that's going to be a great band. So give the, you know, give the audience a little bit of uh, an insight on who else is in this group with you and who your singer okay. is. Okay. Yeah, so Nathan Oots is the singer, and um, he did some stuff with Frank, just some some covering uh, for some acoustic. You know, Frank goes and plays a lot of like little acoustic gigs and stuff like that. Right. Anyway, I think that he sang for one of those, and Nate played with a Lynch Mob for quite a while and did a lot of shows with George Lynch, and that's where I heard of him. But he also had a band in the early '90s, I believe it was called Blondes. I don't know if you remember them at all. But uh, they, they were on Atlantic, I think, and they, they tried to make a little push, but nothing really happened. But they had a record out, and that's Nate. And then Dave Parks, of course, is the drummer who kind of put this whole thing together. I, he did a record with me, and uh, we, he, it kind of developed into this, actually, one of my stupid little solo records I was doing. But it turned into this, which is just great. And then we got a guy named Steve Stokes on guitar, He's great. You know, he did all the engineering for that first single we did, which was a demo. And it, he's just so talented and does our videos as well with Dave. And uh, then Brian Powell on bass. That's it. And me. Is is the singer Nate? Is he from? Uh, is he from Northern California, like you guys, like Tesla no. was? No, he's, oh, he's not. He's, okay, he's he's actually from. Uh, well, he's from Virginia, but lived in Myrtle Beach. He's living in Atlanta now. He's he's kind of an Atlanta guy, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, man, it's a killer band, and, and I want to make sure that we have time to play everybody the full song. I usually don't play full songs on this show because it's more of a talk thing, but I want to make sure we play the full song for everybody because it's real good. I, I want sure people do to hear appreciate what you're doing. that, man. I appreciate that, Eddie, man. I love you for that. And we were all really proud of it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So so tell so so a couple quick things here. Um, obviously, you're all in now, and you want to do a band, and you want to really go out and tour, and you're going to put out a full record. What's the timetable? What's the timetable for the full record to come? 
Well, that's a good question, man. And we're kind of wondering, we've been trying to get a deal in through the COVID thing, and we really would like to have a machine behind this. We think that uh, it warrants it. I don't want to put another record out like I have been where it's just all homemade, although everything we've done so far has been in-house. And it's it's working, and I'm not saying we won't do that, but I would really like to just have the band concentrate on the music and and have like a record company and management and all that stuff going. We do not have that, and we're trying to get it. So the record, I'm hoping it will be out this before this year ends. We're hoping these shows kind of ignite some more interest, and uh, and we're booking more shows. So that's that's kind of where that's at. Don't really know, to tell you the truth. When you play live with Resist and Bite, will you do any Tesla songs? We are, yep. Do you know which ones yet? I do. You have to come to the show, don't you? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we're doing some of the some of the usual suspects and some of uh, some stuff like that that maybe they don't play that often, and a lot of the stuff that kind of the heavier stuff I wrote. Um, we're doing action talks. Nice solution. Uh, that has been talked about, and we have played it. We we might throw that in there at some point. Yeah, so it's stuff like that, exactly. Uh, we are, oh, I think, man. we're going to do a little nod to, to the Happy Little Love song and all that stuff. Nice, nice, nice. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that it, it, the audience, I mean, obviously with one record out, you're going to have to pat it out with some stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, absolutely. and how are you feeling health-wise, man? Have you been able, I mean, a lot of people fell off the wagons during COVID and all that, and had issues who have had issues in the past. How are you dealing with things and sobriety? Where are you at? You know what? I'm doing really good, man. I mean, I'm not just like a, a, a kind of Bible thumper sobriety guy. I don't do the meetings. I did meetings and all that stuff. And it's just not really for me. You know, I, yeah, I smoke a little weed every now and then I'll take a hit of whiskey or something, but I don't, I don't do anything like like what I used to. I don't ever go like, I don't do hard drugs at all. I just can't go there. Dude, I'm too old. I feel like I'm just like, I feel like I'm lucky to be alive today, man. I have a lot of pain I live with and it's, it's hard, man, but, um, I just going to the dope is going to kill me. So I just don't go there and I'm, I'm not, I just don't do dope. Yeah. That's it. Good, man. Well, I'm glad cause we want you around and that's a good thing to hear. I'm glad. What is yeah, the pain that's from done that that's done? Yeah. Good. What it, What is the pain from? Is it from just neck, back, playing? What is I think, it? I think from a few uh, a few times just getting a little crazy, you know, maybe fucked up and not knowing exactly what I did, you know, just getting wild. And uh, I think over the years rocking, I, I rock pretty hard and physically, you know, and right. um, I can just my back, my lower back, my neck. I have a lot of pain. I'm in constant pain all the time. But uh yeah, it's I take these 800 milligram uh, ibuprofens. That's my drug there. Yeah, you got to be careful because the pain meds. Sometimes if you get on pain meds, that could be worse than anything. I mean, that's taking no, 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 no. Right. The, that's what that's what I was doing. That's what I abused, dude. Was smacking that kind of stuff. I don't do that. I just do the the it totally just it's just ibuprofen is all it is. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And none of that, people, it, no. Yeah, good. Well, if people in people who have seen the video now, the video for this song that people are going to hear called "Fate." Again, the band is called Resist and Bite. And when you watch the video, and I encourage people to go to YouTube and see it, uh, you're you're still swinging that head around, man. <laughs> so once you get playing, you can't help yourself, right? That's correct, man. I mean, I really music is just a big part of me, man. It's and I express myself 
yeah, physically when I play. Now, when we go, when people, I don't know how I'm going to be. I haven't played like a heavy rock show in a while. We've been rehearsing. And I, I notice when we're done rehearsing and we do the whole show through, I'm, I'm in some pain a little bit. You know, it's, it's different than it was. But I got to pace myself. I can't just run out there and start twirling around and doing somersaults and stuff, you know. Then I won't be. So it's, uh, I got to pace myself a little more. I notice I run out of breath more, COPD. And, you know, I'm just getting older, man. I'm going to be 60 years old next February. Can you believe that? <laughs> We're all getting crazy. older, dude. I'm 57 in it, August. It's crazy. It's nuts. But yeah. I do believe rock and roll keeps us young to a certain degree, at least energized I, I and feeling it. young. Yes. I, I really it. do. Are you in touch with any of the Tesla guys? I mean, I know, like I said, Frank said some nice things about you. Are you in touch with anybody else? Not not really. I mean, I've talked to Jeff a few times, and I haven't really even talked to, uh, to him lately. i just kind of been doing this thing, and there's there's some kind of weird stuff going there. I don't really want to talk about it because I think things get misunderstood and weird, but some people have issues and it makes it so I kind of have some issues and just don't even want to go there. And the whole thing with the drug addiction and just like if there's bad blood and if there's just not, I love them all and wish them the best, but um, I'm just kind of moving on, you know? So I'm assuming you didn't read Brian's book. I did not read Brian's book. No. But okay. I did hear a couple of my friends. I I don't listen to their music, or and I, you know, I just don't. And it, it when I do hear it, it's because a friend will send me something. And go check this out. So I I saw an interview he did, and it was it's kind of what I'm talking about. I mean, Brian's he's saying some stuff he doesn't really know what he's talking about. It's just uh, it's unfortunate, and we're not really supposed to talk at all because of a settlement we made. So I don't know what he's doing, but um, hey man, best of luck to them. Well, listen, man, I, uh, you know, I love all you guys and I've loved the band since day one and I'm pulling for everybody. And I, I, I'm excited that you are back out there, man. Cause I've always loved your playing. I love the energy you bring to the stage and I'm, I'm glad most, most and first and foremost, as a friend, I am happy that you are uh, sober and not doing the things you used to do because yeah, we w- I wouldn't be sitting here talking with you right now if you kept up on the path you were on. So very happy for yeah, no you doubt. about that. And, no and I wish you the best with that. That's, that's a number one, as you know, in terms of keeping it all together. Yep. Of course. Thank so, you, sir. Yeah, man. I wish you the best. So let's do this for people. You know, we should let people uh, hear this now more dates coming record coming really. It's just uh, about this song at the moment, right? Uh, pretty much, yeah. I mean, you know, that, yeah, that's going to be it, man. We're kind of wanting to go do shows and kind of give some people uh, just some more fuel. You know, they, they've heard Myth, now they'll have heard this. You know, um, we have a little three-song CD we'll be selling at the shows that has Myth on it, but it's also got a song called Lemmy. It's a it's a uh, ode to Lemmy, it's called. It's about Lemmy and just an ode to him, and I really love that. So there's some new songs there that they can get at the show, and we'll probably be selling it online, too, before the record even comes out, yeah. Yeah, I should mention that. You sent me that, too. You sent me Ode to Lemmy. That was awesome as well. I think the audience is going to get a kick out of hearing that. I There's some so. real great nods to Lemmy in there. That's a, that's, a, that's a killer tune. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, very, very cool. Well, listen, man, um, anything else you want to give out social medias for this before we play it so people can connect? Have you guys set up websites yeah, and yeah, all that for the band? Uh, I, I asked about that, and they said, just say, at Resistant Bite Band. That's all you need to know, and it will take you everywhere. At Resistant Bite Band, and that will go to Facebook. You can get Instagram, all kinds of stuff, fun stuff there. 
and and the and in resist and bite is spelled out, or is it a plus sign or an it and is, sign? It is spelled out. Yeah, it looks like it's spelled out. Okay, so resist and bite band is yeah. uh, where you guys are at, all at at, at. at resist and bite band, yeah. At resist and bite band. So, okay, cool. Well, listen, man, all the best with this. I'll be playing it, keeping an eye on it. I'm sure we'll be talking more when the full record comes out. I hope I get to see you play live with this band, and I'm glad you're back playing guitar. This is a great thing to hear and that you're healthy and happy and ready to go, man. We need that, so that's Dude, good to hear. Thank, thanks so much for having me on, and, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll bug you on a text and let you know what's going on for sure. All right, man. Thanks, Tommy. I'll talk to you soon, all right? Thank you, Eddie. All right, bye. All right. Certainly rooting for Tommy Skio, and hopefully he stays healthy and continues with that band, Resist and Bite. Some great-sounding stuff. Check out their music. It's online. There's a video as well. They've also done a live show. And we'll continue to follow that story as well and hope that he can get that band going. Tommy Skio, formerly of Tesla, checking in earlier in the podcast. Of course, Rudy Sarzo. I thank you all for listening to this podcast. I'm Eddie Trunk. And if you're in the U.S. or Canada, you can hear me every day. If you have Sirius or XM radio on channel 106, volume. The show is Trunk Nation. It's live Monday through Friday. Rock talk and interview show. Live 2 to 4 Eastern, nightly re-airs 10 to midnight Eastern, full shows and interviews anytime you want them on the Sirius XM app. You also have a sixth show on Sirius XM on Mondays, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern time. That's on Channel 39, Hair Nation, and, of course, a terrestrial FM radio show as well on about 30 radio stations across the country. However you connect with me, thank you for doing so. Have yourselves a great week. I'll see you guys all next Thursday for another all-new episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast, free as always, wherever you get your podcasts. Have a good week. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details.